It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Truman's Town Hall with your host, Matt Truman. I had not brought it up since that day. There was no social media posting, not even a conversation at, uh, at a local coffee shop. Doesn't so. have to. It's been weighing on me because you've questioned the integrity of some people on this council. And to that and point, I've never received a phone call, a text message or anything and asking you why. You were included on the complaint, the original one. Uh, and, I never... saw you with, and I saw you withdraw it. And, and that's the... I think that integrity point would have been to call me and say, what happened? And and I guess my question to you, Mr. Mayor, is did that phone call email take place? I saw what happened because I saw the email where you withdrew the complaint. But what I haven't heard is you coming back and clarifying why you withdrew the complaint. And I don't think it's been a standard policy of this body to come back and clarify every complaint. It doesn't matter what was standard. You made a claim against members of this dice, and I wanted to clarify those claims will so stand. So I would just say that Mr. Shaw has um, refused to say that he doesn't think anyone has done anything wrong. So, that was Mr. Mr. McDonald, am I allowed to initiate my own investigation based on something like that? Because I have a, not an affidavit, but I mean, I have I've had some conversations with some people as well, and I believe there might have been some wrongdoing. So I mean, I don't. Am I allowed to institute an investigation on my own on something? I believe under the rules of counsel, anybody can. Um, initiate. In this case, I would believe that you would have to do it to the vice mayor. A motion to appoint the city of Huber Heights vice mayor for 2020. Okay, and I think the way we'll do this this evening is we had uh, three people that requested uh, to be appointed the vice mayor for 2020, and uh, that order was uh, Mr. Shaw had requested first, Mr. Otto, and then Mrs. Burge. I would ask for nominations in the particular order that was requested. So is there a motion for Mr. Shaw? Mr. Otto? I'll make that motion. I have a motion for Mr. Shaw or second. Mr. Shaw? Second for myself. There is a motion and a second for Mr. Shaw. Any discussion for Mr. Shaw's appointment? Mr. Rogers, if you'd call the roll, please. Mr. Webb? No. Mr. Shaw? Yes. Mr. Morgan? No. Mr. Campbell? No. Mrs. Burge? No. Mr. Otto? Yes. Mr. Lyons? No. Mr. Hill? No. And motion fails 6-2. Next we have uh, Mr. Otto had requested second. Is there a motion for Mr. Otto? Mr. Shaw? I'd like to make a motion for Mr. Otto. Motions are second. Mr. Otto? I'll second. There's a motion and a second for Mr. Otto. Any discussion? Mr. Rogers? Mr. Shaw? Yes. Mr. Morgan? No. Mr. Campbell? No. Mrs. Burge? No. Mr. Otto? Yes. Mr. Lyons? No. 
Mr. Hill? No. Mr. Webb? No. Motion fails 6-2. Next, is there a motion for Mrs. Birch? Mr. Lyons? Motion to appoint Mrs. Birch vice mayor for 2020. There's a motion to appoint Mrs. Birch. Is there a second? Mr. Campbell? Second. A motion and a second. Is there any discussion? Mr. Rogers? Mr. Morgan? Yes. Mr. Campbell? Yes. Mrs. Birch? Yes. Mr. Otto? Yes. Mr. Lyons? Yes. Mr. Hill? Yes. Mr. Webb? Yes. Mr. Shaw? Yes. Motion carries 8-0. Congratulations, Mrs. Birch. Next. Hello, hello. This is Matt Truman. Thank you for downloading this episode. Thank you for sharing with a friend. What you just listened to was the first part of that clip was the last council meeting of the year. The second part was the first council meeting of the year. Do you know what I love about Huber politics? It's so predictable. It's so predictable. You know where these council members are going to vote most of the time, right? You know how they're going to behave. You know what they're going to do. Especially now. Especially now. I'm really shocked that my opinion is so important. I guess it's because I've been paying attention for a long time and I know how Huber politics works. For many years, ladies and gentlemen, I have been paying attention to city government in the city of Huber Heights, my hometown. And when I say my hometown, that rubs people the wrong way. It makes people angry that I was born and raised in the city of Huber Heights. I've had messages about it. People write about it online, on Facebook posts. It rubs them the wrong way. So let me say it again. Cover your ears if if this hurts your feelings. Huber Heights is my hometown, and I love the Brick City. I'm not happy with the Brick City government. Like many of you, if you listen to this podcast and you've been listening for a while, I think you feel similarly. You may not agree with me on everything, but I believe if you listen to this podcast, you understand that I have been paying attention a while and that the things I talk about on this podcast are my opinion, but it's a rather accurate opinion. On the last podcast, did I not predict the vice mayor vote? Did I not predict that? And congratulations to Ms. Birch, and I mean that sincerely. Whether I agree with her politics or not, I do recognize that she works hard throughout the city. She's out there. She talks to people. She puts out good information. She is a good candidate for the vice mayor position. And I wasn't surprised by the outcome. I wasn't. I, I, I knew and I predicted that Miss Birch would win. And I knew how most of the council members were going to vote, except for one. 
I didn't think Councilman from Ward 4, Andy Hill, was going to vote the way he did. See, I have been paying attention for a long time, and I've been trying to get other folks involved and paying attention as well. And I think I have been a piece of that. I think a lot of people are paying attention. More people are paying attention than getting involved, and we'll talk about that a little later. But during the council meeting, Andy voted for Miss Birch, voted no against Mr. Otto, and voted no against Richard Shaw. I think everyone who listens to this podcast, I would say generally everyone who listens to this podcast follows or is a member of our group, Brick City Town Hall, the Facebook group. And on January the 7th, on Brick City Town Hall, I wrote a poll shortly after the discussion when I knew who was putting their hat in the ring for vice mayor. I wrote a poll and it reads, three members of council have interest in the vice mayor position. Who would you choose? Council vote is potentially January 13th, 2020. Well, there were 46 votes for Mr. Otto, five votes for Mr. Shaw, and four votes for Mrs. Birch. So clearly the members of Brick City Town Hall thought that Mr. Otto would have been the best choice for vice mayor. He's liked and respected throughout the city. That's why he won re-election above and beyond the support of his opponent, the support of the current mayor and other folks, right? But what I find interesting about this poll, and it's still there right now, I'm recording this at 10.46 a.m., on the 15th of January. When you click on Mr. Shaw to see who he, who voted for him on this poll, a one Andy Hill pops up. Councilman Andy Hill. January 7th, that poll was put out. Less than a week later, he votes no. So something in there changed. Something in there changed, right? So Andy voted for Richard on Brick City Town Hall, and then less than a week later, he votes no where it counts, on the dais. Now, this is nothing new. Mr. Hills told me personally he was going to be voting a certain way on a service project, on a, on a location of a service project that I and many others were vested in. He didn't. He didn't vote that way. These are just two separate examples of why I am disappointed in the Ward 4 Councilman Andy Hill. I'll give you another quick example. Back in 2017, when Mr. Hill was running for office, he obliged and did a podcast with me. I had many candidates do a podcast. And it was a fair podcast. I wasn't highlighting one candidate over the other. I was trying to get the information out. Similarly to what I normally do. You can differentiate that versus my opinion. A lot of times I say, hey, 
This is my opinion. But anyway, it's it's on Truman's Town Hall podcast. You can scroll up to episode 28 if you want to listen to all of it. But here is what sticks out to me. Here is why I called my son and said, hey, this candidate seems like he's going to do a great job for the city of Huber Heights. This is someone I would like to see sit on city council. Would you do me a favor, son? Would you wake up early in the morning? I know you're 21 at the time he was, or 20. I know you're a young kid, but would you wake up and do your dad a favor and go out and hand out some flyers and stand out and try to get others at the polls to vote for this good candidate? And this is why. You know, I I understand that I'm running for a position and I'm running and so I'm going to be on a ballot. But to me, I'm just another citizen, just like everybody else. And I want to be able to give citizens their ability to to vote and know that when that the person that's sitting in the seat um, that I I want to occupy, that when they come and talk to me or they call me or I they see me out and about, that they can say things to me like any and it really anything um, and know that I'm taking it to heart and I'm taking note of it and that that their opinion is my vote. So there's that. Ladies and gentlemen, it is so important to pay attention. It is so important to get these elected and not just local elected officials, but state officials, national, get them on the record because they're one thing when they're campaigning, a lot of them, right? There are some good politicians out there. Let's not, let's not go down that road, but a lot of politicians are one thing on the campaign trail and something totally different when they take office and that power floods their veins or the influence comes in from the outside. You're going to vote this way or we're going to we're going to box you out of any of the leadership roles or anything at all. I don't know. It just <laughs> it is what it is, right? We know that. But we tend to follow our hearts. We tend to trust too often. A majority of us, a great majority of us. When we have a politician who disappoints us, it hurts us. It angers us. It frustrates us. It makes us want to bang the table and say, no more. You will do this no more. And I had enough. So I wrote a post. I wrote a post, ladies and gentlemen, because, because I wanted people to wake up. I, it was shocking. And I'll read it for you real quick. So I wrote this on Facebook, on Truman's Town Hall podcast page, and then I shared that over to the Brick City Town Hall. That's where I discuss politics on Facebook. And I talk about it here on this podcast, generally everywhere else. You know, if friends and I talk about it, okay, but I don't, that's where I throw it out at. But anyway, so I wrote, for me, for me, Matt, Andy Hill's the biggest disappointment of the Huber Heights City Council. I had high hopes for him because he promised so much and has delivered nothing. That drew, over on Brook City Town Hall, that drew a lot of criticism toward me because I wrote that. Because, and I still believe this, but Mr. Hill is a nice guy. A very nice man. 
There's no denying it. What I'm talking about is a political record. I'm not talking about anything else. There was a lot of people that commented. And I'll read the public official comments because, as a matter of fact, I received a quorum of reaction and comments from city council members. Yeah, five. Mr. Webb clicked, who's the Ward 2 council member, angry emoji. Miss Burge clicked an angry emoji. Mr. Hill liked somebody who, who wrote that I was being a mean girl because I wrote that. Is that. That's not being a bully, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to bully him. I'm trying to say I'm disappointed and I don't know what he's doing in office. That's it. It's strictly about politics, government, political action, all of that. This isn't personal. That post was not personal. I used his official picture as a councilman to go along with the post so people knew who I was talking about. What happens is, is politicians, they use the spin game. They're going to flip it over on you. Oh, you said something. You proved a point. Now I have to disprove your point with misinformation and or attacks against you personally. And that's what they did. And that's fine. I posted it. Of course, I'm going to take heat from something like that. And not just because it's me, but because Mr. Hill is a nice guy. He is a good person. Personally, I think he's young and impressionable. Therefore, there needs to be another discussion out there to maybe help him move in the right direction. And if not, that's fine. He can carry on that way. Because I'm going to be honest with you, folks. There are other folks paying attention and listening. Not only to this podcast, but to the council meetings and everything else. I received quite a bit of feedback from that post, positive feedback from that post privately. There are folks out there who are paying attention and voting, but are maybe a little afraid to speak out against things when it happens. So they encourage more discussion. They encourage folks like myself who are not afraid to stand up and talk about these issues. Look, I know how the game is played in Uber Heights. There's, I don't live there no more, but I still love the city. And I'll talk about that a little later. There is going to be something. I don't know what, but they're going to try to retaliate against things like this. They always do. These politicians have an ego-driven mentality where, oh, you can't say that. You cannot shine light on what we are doing here or we'll shut it down. All you have to do is pay attention. Watch them change the rules of council. Watch them try to flip-flop on the charter. Watch them flip-flop on their votes. It's a cla- cla- six days, ladies and gentlemen. He went from on one poll saying, I'm going to vote for Mr. Shaw to, nope, not going to do it. In public, where it counts, what happened? I kind of have um, an idea what happened. Let's let's go read the comments from your public officials from the post that I wrote. And I was just reading them a little bit. Yes. When Mr. Hill told me he was going to vote a certain way on something that I had worked hard and put a lot of stuff into, myself and many others told us he was going to vote one way and didn't. 
And I report, okay, so we got a few votes, guys, and it'll be, we'll just watch and see. Well, and then he didn't vote? Yes, I did reach out to him and let him know that it was, I'm tired of these council members lying to the people of the city, lying to me. And that's what I feel it was. I feel like it was a lie. You told me, well, I adjusted my opinion. Okay. So then come back and say, hey, where's the common courtesy nowadays? Come back and say, look, I thought I was going to vote that they don't do. You know why they won't do that? Because then you have an opportunity to to tell them, hey, listen, that may sound like a good idea, but did you look at this aspect of this subject? They don't want to hear that because, well, they got to move forward, right? They're looking forward to the next election. Anyway, I had to say that because there was one comment that said, hey, I hope Matt said something to Mr. Hill and, and didn't just right just didn't just write this post on file i hope he would well listen ladies and gentlemen not only did i say things in the past that post is pretty doggone public and he saw it so so the first council member that commented two council members commented the mayor and mr shaw but the mayor writes everyone is entitled to their opinion including me I have worked with Andy for two years now, and he is one of the most genuine and honorable people I know. I like to add my two cents here and say that maybe, just maybe, Andy has learned some things after being elected that has caused him to represent his constituents in a certain manner. Huh. Well, let's just break that down real quick. What has Andy learned? Why won't the mayor elaborate? Who's in Mr. Hill's ear? Caused him to represent his constituents in a certain manner. What certain manner is that? A totally 180 from what he told everyone he was going to represent his citizens? Ladies and gentlemen, when you get elected on your platform, and I want a lot of you to go out and run for office. I would love to see that. The more folks running, the better shot we have of turning around the city of Huber Heights. What causes someone to change their mind a whole 180 when you're elected on when you're elected and you ran on certain a certain platform and you go in and then you change your mind with no explanation no nothing you just do things it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Something's up. Something's up there. The mayor continues. In fact, I'm sure of it. Whoa, he's sure of it. Huh. Let that sink in. He's sure of it. We are all flawed individuals in some form or another, Mr. Truman included. Hello. (laughs) If you've listened to this podcast, you would know Matt Truman is a flawed, very flawed individual. Very flawed individual and admits it on a daily basis. (laughs) I don't do this podcast thinking I'm perfect. Lord knows I am the one of, I almost said the, but there's, I don't, maybe not. I'm one of the most flawed individuals. 
And I'm not afraid to admit it. I pray for forgiveness every day. Hopefully you do as well. Mr. Truman promised everyone he would be back to the city he loved and called home as soon as he could be. Wrong. (laughs) Fake news. I never promised anyone anything. Because I'm going to tell you right, if I promise you something or I give you my word, you will, you bet that is what I intend to do. What I said was, is I hope, it is my hope to get back to Huber Heights. And I did for a while. And I got to break this down a little bit because he wants to throw this out there like, well, if, if he doesn't live in Huber Heights, then he don't really care about it. Do you guys really believe that is the truth? You believe that because I live now in Beaver Creek that I don't really care about the city of Huber Heights. Why would I do this for free? Why would I admin a a, a brick city page about city government or do a free podcast that I actually pay to put on the different sites? Why would I do that? Because I don't like Huber Heights. Think about it. He says, I promise. I didn't promise. I said, I, I, our hope, our intention is to get back there. And we did. I lived back there for six months, had a contract on a house. And with the same company, a lot of things have happened. I'm not going to get into my personal uh, part of that because I can't, but we had to choose something else for the family. And there's, some things that were technical issues, you know, like taxes in Huber Heights, like the zoning, the houses are so close together, little things like that. And then other things were like personal issues where there were certain, it's hard to say, but certain, I guess I am getting into it, certain dynamics that I did not want conflicting with my family. A lot of things went into that decision because we were living in Huber Heights, but it just didn't work out. And as sad as that makes me that I can't live back home and really put in more work. I mean, I'm, I'm there every week with a lot of different things, but I, I, it's hard to put in all the work when you are out here, but I want to do whatever I can. To help Huber Heights prosper. Because maybe one day I will come back. I don't know. We we rented a couple of places. And then we finally bought a house. It's nice to, to have your own place. But anyway. Enough about me. Let's carry on. So for him. The mayor. To say. Or insinuate. That because I don't live in Huber. I'm a bad person. Or I don't care about the city. It's just wrong. And it's silly. And then he continues to write, yet purchased a home in another community as soon as he had the opportunity. I just explained that is absolutely false. I'm not trying to criticize Matt for his decision, but for me, someone as passionate about Huber as he is, moving to another city is disappointing to me. Basically, what he's saying is, he moved to a different city, so he don't care about Huber Heights. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's spin to say, don't listen to Matt. Don't listen to what he brings out because because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. Okay. 
we'll see how much I don't care. And then he follows it up with one thing I tell my students every day, be the change you want to see. So that's his way of saying, I'm the authority. What I say is right and correct. You, and this is how I believe this guy feels, this mayor. I feel like he's on a power trip and he, he's looking out at everybody. You will do what I say. We will change these rules. We will fight for it. And then he will sell you a bill of goods to move the needle in his direction. That's okay. Because we're going to wake up to it, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I, a lot of you <laughs> already have. So, and a few other people. I'm not going to read the quote-unquote civilians writing on here. We're just going to stick to the council members. Um, he writes another thing on here where he, t- he says, I won't speak for Andy, only about the kind of person I know he is. And if he chooses to respond to this, he's certainly capable. I'm pointing out facts, ladies and gentlemen, as I see them. And I think a lot of you see in the same way. And then he, he reiterates that I was just talking about you moving out because that was Mr. Mayor said that another one of Mr. Mayor's friends that he helped or, you know, the, the thought out there is that there was a lot of inner workings to help smear other council members, but uh, we'll go, we'll move on. <laughs> And then he, the funniest thing I think from all of it was a, after all this, and you can read it if you want to, he writes, uh, MV Truman. That's, that's my handle on Facebook. Enjoying the game. Hope you have a good night too. Cause I said, Hey, I, nobody's Facebook fighting with you, bro. Have a good night. Enjoying the game. No, bro. You, <laughs> you're on Facebook worrying about me, worrying about where I live. Everybody knows where I live. That's weird. The people that know where I live, I never even told I was moving. But they know where I live. Why is that? Huh. Think about that. All Mr. Gore was trying to do was make me look bad. And that's fine. He never commented. The only thing he commented about was he was disappointed in me for moving to Beaver Creek. He never commented on what Andy has actually done. Andy has voted with Mr. Gore. And Mr. Gore's friends. He's voted with them. When that wasn't how he campaigned. That's what I'm pointing out. He's done nothing that he said he was going to do. Mr. Hill, Ward 4 council member. And I did have a Ward 4 resident message me. Good job, Matt. Somebody needed to say that. Thank you very much. And then the following day, Mr. Richard Shaw Ward 1 comments on the post. As a colleague and a friend of Mr. Andy Hill, I believe he cares deeply for our community. Never said he didn't, guys. Never said he didn't care deeply for his community. I believe he cares for his community. I just don't think he's a very good councilman at this moment. Things could change. He was instrumental in the creation of the annual Cloud Park Cleanup Initiative. 
I searched the Cloud Park Cleanup Facebook page. That's the only place I know where they discuss it at. And I had a hard time identifying Mr. Hill on there anywhere. If he was instrumental, wouldn't he have been on there somewhere? I don't know. That's just that was that's a thought I have. There was a lot of different posts about other council members, just not Mr. Hill. And a supporter of recent Community Shred Day. A supporter of Community Shred Day. Okay. That's a it's a great thing, actually. I'm glad they do the Shred Day. It helps the residents protect their identity. That's huge. I applaud his family values and dedication to his church. Additionally, it's nice to have a contact when it comes to Girl Scout cookies. Okay. Where in my post did I mention anything about Mr. Hill personally? Never once did I mention that he did not have good family values. I believe he does. I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've seen him out and about. He's a good father. He's a good husband. I believe he's working hard in his church. I respect that. That's not what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. What I am talking about is his job that he's doing on council. Mr. Shaw carries on. As far as his voting methods, I am unable to speak to that. Now, I got to stop, ladies and gentlemen, right there. You sit on the dais with him every council meeting, every work session, and you can't comment on his voting methods? No, you don't want to comment on his voting methods. You can. You don't want to. So that was interesting. And then he says, I am unable to speak to that. Okay, about his voting methods. I have not persuaded or horse traded for his vote on any particular item. Now, I don't even, I don't know where to go with that. First of all, it's, it's not about per, persuading. That's our job as, as citizens. We elect council members, okay, to do a certain job. What job is that? To represent us. There are going to be times when you have to persuade these council members to vote in a certain direction. If you don't, they're going to do whatever they want. Things like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, podcasting, op-eds, newspaper articles, citizens' comments. These things persuade contacting them, emailing them. These things persuade your council members into voting a certain way. And if they don't, guess what? You go to the polls and you vote them out. So that may be good to talk like that if you're a politician, what Mr. Shaw wrote. But if you, in my opinion, be honest. Sometimes being honest means to be blunt. I know. Maybe I've, I've thought about this. Should I change my approach? Is blunt too much? You win. No then that's just changing who I am. I am who I am. Like me, love me, hate me. I am who I am. I'm honest. I do my damnedest to walk around with integrity. And I'm a flawed human being as well. Anyway, we all are, are we not? So he, he, Mr. 
Shaw wrote that, and I write back to him, and I'll read that to you. It said, first of all, I never once mentioned anything about personal character. I haven't. Other, other than to say Mr. Hill was personally a good person. Can we not differentiate the two? The man, the person, and the councilman. And your voting record. Can we differentiate that too? Ladies and gentlemen, we're having a hard time in this country, in the city of Huber Heights, in the state, discussing politics and being able to differentiate the sides, being able to separate different issues. Can we not agree with others and at the same time disagree with others? But when they completely disregard everything, then you have to call that out. And it's disappointing. So I'll just read this here. First of all, I never once mentioned anything about personal character. Your comments seem to lead one down that road. I simply said I was disappointed. I also have never horse traded a vote. I've asked for council members to support certain issues. That's our job as citizens. Getting involved, staying about, please vote this way. You are the council member. Will you vote this way? I've asked council members to support certain issues, and I have. I trust them, naively it seems, to do what they say. And I go in a lot of times talking with folks. You know, politicians have a way of being nice and cordial and presentable, those who are elected. So I take that at face value, and I have naively went into that like, oh, okay, well, they're nice to me. They're we're ta- having a good conversation, you know, good stuff. And then they vote a different way. And you're like, whoa, what happened? I thought everything, no, it's different. And I ended it with, you're really unable to speak on the voting record. And I just talked about that, ladies and gentlemen. They can talk about the voting record. Everyone up there, if, if those council members cannot speak on their colleagues' voting record, then they're not paying attention. There's something that I've always found interesting. There's a, a, a poem that I've always found interesting. It was by a pastor, Martin Niemöller. He writes, first they come for the communist, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. That's why I do this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, because if, if, if we don't speak out, who will? If we don't talk about what is going on and, and, and bring truth to that, at least our truth, what we believe, who will? We have to stand up to government, ladies and gentlemen, or they will harness that power for their own agenda, for their own power, for their own ego. We have to let them know they are are the servants. We have to speak out about it. We have to talk about it. We have to discuss it. And sometimes we have to be so bold 
to call out the nice guy politicians when they aren't doing things that they're supposed to be doing or they promised that they were doing or what they ran on doing. I've been debating this for a long time and I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and I don't want to make people upset and I don't but sometimes you have to break a few eggs to make an omelet and I make a damn good omelet jalapenos and ham and onion Mm-mm-mm. I'll say this my support for any politician or any elected official is never lost If they begin to do the right thing, then I stand behind them and I support them. So I don't do these things to say that that I'm perfect and you're... No. I do these things, all these things, the, the Facebook and the podcast and all that, to get people involved. To put government where government needs to be in check. The people run the show. A lot of them up there on that dais seem to think that they have all the power. They've been given the power by the people. You say you got teachers and all this up there. Take a history class. So we'll end with this. A little history. A history class of our own. Have you guys ever heard of a president of the United States named James Madison? James Madison was the fourth president of the United States. They had an election in 1808. He took office in March of 1809. He was the author of the Federalist Papers, one of the founding fathers, you know, this guy, James Madison. Very, very, very smart man. He was a Federalist. Him and Tommy J. That's what I call Thomas Jefferson. If that's cool. Tommy J. So James Madison writes this. Wherever the real power in a government lies, there is the danger of oppression. In our governments, the real power lies in the majority of the community. And the envision of private rights is chiefly to be apprehended. Not from the acts of government contrary to the sense of its constituents, but from acts in which the government is the mere instrument of the major number of the constituents. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you have a good week. Those are my thoughts for today. I'm sure I'll have more thoughts next time on Truman's Town Hall. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, subscribe to the podcast, and I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Truman's Town Hall. Share this podcast with your friends and neighbors and subscribe today. Yeah.